this is Daizen Shui X, the podcast, episode 88 for the week of August 5th, 2007. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Daizen Shui X, the podcast, the one and only Dragon Ball podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daizen Shui X. Damn straight, Julian. We cover anything and... Everything. Everything Dragon Ball in hopes and enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Again, I say what's up, everybody, because it's the one, the only, Julian Sensei. Yay! He's back. Woo. Yeah, what's up, yeah. man? How you been? I've not been too bad. I mean, you guys were at Otakon, and then the next week I kind of wasn't available. In any case, you know, it was about Otakon and I wasn't there so I think that was probably best for you guys to do alone and um, well this weekend we're a little late and yeah. that's kind kind of my fault no it's not don't worry about it no it, yeah it's it's on everyone <laughs> <laughs> well I, I've been out of town for a while because I was uh, visiting a friend of mine and we all went to the renaissance fair because we're dorks uh, Julian at the Ren Fair that uh, actually beats what we did we were at a family reunion on Mary's side aha uh-huh. right and we are very fortunate in that it was local. Usually it's held in a different state every two years. This year my parents happened to be hosting it, and they live 15 minutes from here. So it was great. We got to, you know, drive up there at our leisure yesterday, come back home at our leisure yesterday night, yeah. not stay in a hotel, except eat hotel food <laughs> at breakfast today. Hence the Sunday recording. And um, it'll be very timely and awesome if this... Oh, no. the Dragon Ball figures are falling over. Oh, God, it's a bad omen. It's yeah. an earthquake of Dragon Ball proportions. But yeah, if Caused you, by if, the ice cream man. Nah, he's gone. Okay. Ice cream man, come back. But yeah, if you get this up today, that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm going to try to. Julian, you're heading off to Japan in about a month. Yeah, that's right. Well, as you I'll say, be... heading back to Japan, because you've been there before <laughs> while we've recorded the podcast. Oh, yes. Uh, in fact, uh, I've always looked forward to doing the podcast while in Japan. You get a chance all. to speak some more English? Uh, well, that, and you know, <laughs> it's always a privilege to be able to relay the hottest information from overseas to fans awaiting us in the English-speaking part of the world. So I'll be going back to the beat, I guess you could say. <laughs> Field I mean, reporter. You the man. Yes, I'll be teaching English for an Kaiwa, so I won't need it necessarily for my English, but it doesn't hurt to speak to other natives once oh, in a while. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Andrew was over there, he always loved uh, actually finally speaking to someone that didn't speak Hick Japanese. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, I'd find that amusing to some extent, but <laughs> well, I think it would... that's true. But uh, otherwise, you've been good. I mean... You've been chilling, you got your pan coming up, you've been working. Yeah. Life's treating you good? Uh, I'd say pretty good, all things considered, yeah. Good deal. Mary, uh, I, you know, we live together, so I kind of know what's going on in your life. Right, right. Well, I can interject and say that I've been enjoying, and you've been enjoying, we're re-watching Evangelion. Right, we haven't watched it in about five or six years, which is funny because we made a video using Ava source footage two or three times since then. <laughs> I know. And it's just like, oh, yeah, we know the show really well. You know, we don't need to rewatch it. Let's just scrub through the footage. And then it's like, you know what? Eva was a good show. We should rewatch it. I want to mind fuck. That's right. <laughs> and... By God, hopefully tonight we'll watch End of Ava, and then, you know, I'll be huddled in a corner crying and rocking back and forth after we're finished. Damn straight. <laughs> well, what we're doing this time is uh, we watched 1 through 24, then we're going to watch End of Ava, then we're going to go back and watch 25, 26. Do it a little differently this time around. Mm-hmm. I think that it should be actually kind of helpful. I'm not sure that's the right word because yes. it's um <laughs> pretty damn confusing. Ah, uh, whatever. We're enjoying it though. Yeah, yeah. very much so. And before too long, you'll have more material to add to that. There's those movies coming out in Japan. Yes. Yeah. I only just saw the trailers for one of them recently, courtesy of Jeff and Joy, and oh my god, it was hot because that. That footage was fresh in my mind since right. they simply reanimated it. Right. Like digitally. It's like, oh my god, the movement's so smooth and everyone looks so sexy. Nice. <laughs> I mean, not oh. that I find Shinji sexy or anything. Oh, I'm going to end that conversation right there. Uh, yeah, the manga's, <laughs> I, th- I hear, almost done as well. Yeah, finally. I'd like to pick uh, that up and read through it. Yeah. I've, I've heard that they may be just doing the end of Ava ending, but we'll see. Ah, whatevs. 
cool shit. I guess we should talk about what's going on with the podcast. Normally, and I promised, and my promises never seem to come through. This would normally be the manga review of awesomeness. We're up to volume seven. Oh, right. But uh, as you can tell, Jeff's not here, and Julian and Mary and myself have been scrambling to put together a time where we can all record. So we're kind of putting it off for a week. We've done it before. We hate to do it again, but but this last week has been a little hectic for everyone. So we're going to chill and do a relaxed episode, and we're going to do one of our catching up on email episodes. But like I was describing to everyone, what I like about our email episodes is that even though we don't do a real topic, the emails are kind of mini topics in and of themselves. So you get, you know, full shots of lots of topics. That's right. You get like four or five topics in a single episode. Right. That's how we're going to try and justify this. Damn straight. I can justify anything to fit just like every other anime fan on the planet. I can justify anything to fit me. Right. Oh, I think that's human beings in general. I know, I know, I know. So hopefully we will all reconvene next week to do the manga review of awesomeness. I've taken more notes for this last volume than I ever have before. It's Not gonna that be this wow. volume necessarily warrants it, but it is going to sure be a new technique for, well... Getting through the... We'll, we'll talk about that, review. I guess, yeah, in the review We'll portions. get to it next week. <laughs> it's the crossover one. You have to have more true, notes. True, I know. So awesome. But we'll get to that probably next week. In the meantime, we have tons of news. We have releases for August, and then we're going to catch up on some emails and do lots of nice discussions. So let's head on over to that news. Mr. Julian. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Mr. Julian's office. (laughs) So I saved all the Japanese news for you. Oh, yes. Well, it just happened to come out this week. I see how it is. (laughs) Julian goes away for a few weeks. Hey, let's dump lots of work on Julian. We got video game stuff. We got One Piece news, no less. We have uh, Dragon Ball CDs coming out in Japan and a whole bunch of stuff. Let's go down the list. You know, I find some news every once in a while, but it seems like every time I open my email box, get that from Tanuki Kuribo, little email there, and it's, hey, by the way, here's some more news. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So he sent me this uh, scan from V-Jump. What does this appear to be? So this appears to be an ad for the third and a series of a variety of Dragon Ball games that Bandai makes. That's essentially the kind that you plug into the TV and just go from there. Right. Um, this particular one appears to basically uh, respond to your movements in terms of a fight. So they advertise it as like fusion battle, wherein you're kind of moving for Goku. It's, it's referred to as Battle Taikan Kamehameha 3, which is uh, basically battle sensation, sensation in terms of feeling. Right. Coming up at three. And this one seems to be unique in the series in that it has a scouter attachment, which apparently allows you to see hidden enemies. You know, uh, I think the second one came out last year and I really wanted to pick it up, but Amazon Japan won't ship it out of Japan because I don't believe they ship video games out of Japan. They'll do DVDs and CDs and stuff, but not video game-esque things. And I haven't seen these for sale elsewhere, so I don't know where to pick these up other than maybe heading into Chinatown like a week after it comes out, maybe? I don't know. It sounds like a pretty obscure thing for them to carry. Yeah. And I think it, they usually come out to 50 or 60 bucks, or maybe even 70 I don't quite remember. Is there a price listed on this, or is it just kind of more of an advertisement? Um, it's kind of an advertisement. It mentions that it'll be shown off... Well, um, I guess this news is maybe a little bit old, but it says uh-huh. June 30th and uh, July 1st at uh, Tokyo Big Site, uh, which okay. is the gigantic convention center in the middle of Tokyo. Gotcha. Um, so it, apparently it'll be uh, shown off, or was shown off then, I should say. Gotcha. Well, you know what? If anyone out there has purchased these or knows where to purchase them, not the kind of thing I'm usually looking for, but I'd like to pick at least one of them up, maybe even an old one, uh, one or two, maybe not necessarily three. Let me know if you guys have seen these anywhere. Uh, other video game news, just more sparking meteor stuff. Nothing really of interest other than that. They seem to be updating the official site weekly with just more characters, but they're all returning characters. We get to see some of the artwork and descriptions and all that stuff, so that's kind of neat. But we'll move on to One Piece news. This is definitely up Julian's alley. What's going on with the 10th anniversary of One Piece? Oh, yes. So, One Piece began in issue 34 of Weekly Shonen Jump in 1997, which was mid-August at that time, I believe. So, in issue 34 of Weekly Shonen Jump for the year 2007, 
there was a um, 10th anniversary celebration, which carried over into a supplemental magazine-type volume called uh, One Piece Treasures, celebrating the 10th anniversary. And in this, there was a collection of illustrations drawn by other manga artists of One Piece characters celebrating the news. And this included basically all of the currently serialized manga artists in Jump right now, but there are a few extras, including Akira Toriyama himself. Now, as you may recall, back when the manga of Dragon Ball was released, there was a number of of Shueisha-employed artists who drew special Dragon Ball images for the occasion, including the authors of Naruto and One Piece. Well, One Piece in particular, since Eiichiro Oda was a big fan of Dragon Ball and was inspired by it majorly. But this is... I'd almost see it as returning the favor in a way. Yeah. Uh, really just celebrating a milestone for One Piece, which has gone on for so long. Uh, I read an interview in uh, Yomiuri recently, which said that basically the ending he has in mind for the series is is the same as it was when he started it. He just doesn't know how long it'll take before he gets there. <laughs> uh, but he awesome. is moving. He is moving along, and he says he's committed to seeing it through until the end. Um, yeah. So, but basically, you've got a lot of artists doing these kind of images. There's one by uh, Takeshi Obata. Oh my god, uh, that was the hottest one. Yeah, <laughs> Mike was like actually shooting me dirty looks because I was getting so excited about it. Yeah. So <laughs> that, like, that, don't that be w- that fan. <laughs> That would be the uh, illustrator of Hikaru no Go and, of course, Death Note. Yeah. But there's also ones by, of course, the author of Naruto and the author of Bleach and basically everyone who's in Jump right now. Right. So, now, these uh, were black and white images, correct? Yes, these are black and white illustrations. So they're maybe not quite as fancy as the ones that were shown off for Dragon Ball. But, but I, we got something extra good. for you because this is Daizenshu EX, although we didn't do this. Now, people who remember what we talked about at Otakon last, well, not at Otakon, but after Otakon last year, we have a forum member, Mr. Announcer, that I uh, did an auction on Dr. Slump artwork from. You remember that, Mary? And they came like six months late. And mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Mr. Announcer called the picture of Luffy that Akira Toriyama drew. How fucking cute is this? It's adorable. It is absolutely It looks a little adorable. SD, but it's still cute. It is. Meat. Meat. <laughs> <laughs> Julian, what does it say here? Oh, Dark Oh, oh, what, he calls him Kun, is, huh? That's yeah, neat. It says, uh, Odakun, congratulations on the 10th anniversary of One Piece serialization. Oh, it's so awesome. I love it. So uh, we'll link to this. Mr. Announcer, you did an absolutely kick-ass job coloring this. And major props to everyone involved. I think maybe Evil Gamer X uh, did the nice scan of it. I can't quite remember. So, yeah. you know, it's a little bit of One Piece news, but it's also Dragon Ball news because Toriyama's, like Julian said, uh, doing a favor in return, drawing this image, kind of yeah. patting yeah. each right other on the back. Yeah. It's also on the heels of the crossover chapter that was done a while back called Cross Epic. Right. Um, which, by the way, we will be putting out... Um, I just need to find the time to get to actually putting the words on the pages in Photoshop. <laughs> Your translation's been done forever, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's out there, but everyone loves the Julian translations because, you know, Julian's the big fan of both. So yep. that's cool. All right. Well, we'll move on from the Oda news <laughs> to Dragon Ball news again. This, I actually, I'm so proud of myself. I found Dragon Ball news this week. I was pretty surprised All on my own. I'm a big boy now. How awesome Mommy, is that? wow. So there are some new CDs coming out in Japan in September. Well, I should say, I found one, and then who else? Tanuki Kuribo emailed me and said, hey, there's another one. Julian, what are these Kudochan packs? What are these in Japan? Well, it, it seems to be that they're kind of, uh, I don't know if you'd really call them discounts, since to us it might be, you know, strike us as kind of expensive, but yeah. it's Japan where uh, any disc-related media is hideously expensive. Right. Um, but basically, it appears to be kind of collections of the big, uh, well-known songs from Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, uh, where and you get like themes and that sort of stuff right. for a, a more reasonable price, I guess you could say, than some of the other seats. As an American uh, equivalent, I would actually describe these as something like an EP if a band was to put out something. You know, it's got like five or six tracks on them. Mm-hmm. It's not a full album, a cheaper price. Right. I mean, for these, they're, you know, about 13 bucks as opposed to about 30 bucks. Now, uh, Play Asia has these for order. Uh, CD Japan has them for order. But if we head over to the Neowing page, which is the Japanese uh, equivalent of CD Japan, we actually have a little bit of descriptions on them. So, Julian, why don't we head over to the Neowing page for the Dragon Ball one and uh, let us know what this says. So, underneath Naio, Toriyama Akira 
原作の超名作アニメ、ドラゴンボールの CD クロちゃんが発売。マカ不思議アドベンチャー、ロマンティックをあげるよ。ほか、全6曲を収録。テレビ放送開,開始から20年を超え、今や親子2世代で楽しめる作品。So basically, it has like the main themes and a few other songs, altogether six tracks.、Uh, and it's been 20 years now since the start of the anime, and now two generations together can enjoy them. Ah, that's neat. So we know that it's got、uh, Makafushigi and Romantic, so we got the opening, the ending, and so there'll be four other tracks. We don't know what they are yet. All right, let's,、uh, let's check out the DBZ one that's coming out. What kind of description do we have here? It's probably the exact same wording. Ginzai CS BS demo, Sai Hoso Sare, Tampin DVD series mo, Kohyo no Toriyama Akira Gensaku no Chomei Sako anime, Dragon Ball Z. の百数十曲の、uh, 及ぶソングコレクションの中から、uh, 最強のラインナップで送るスーパー<笑>スーパークロちゃんと、uh, yeah, 登場 Man, I forgot that kanji for a sec <笑> it's, it's an alternate way of saying to send with gotcha. a sense of a gift anyway,、uh, where was I? ah yes <笑>次の主題歌チャラヘッチャラを中心に、uh, エンディングテーマ、uh, 劇場版主題歌テレビスペシャルのテーマなど、uh, 最強の選曲 lots of psycho in Here. So it's pretty awesome. It's, it's ultimate. It's like the、uh, ultimate lineup of songs from the TV show, the movies, and the TV specials. Gotcha. So we know we have Head Chala and some ending themes, pretty much? Uh, uh, it sounds like it. It doesn't say how many tracks are on this one, does it? Nah, I didn't see that in there at all. But it's going for the same price as the other one. Right. So these are both coming out on September 19th for 1,575 yen. So it's around 12 or 13 bucks.、Um, what do we think? Uh, Mary, you and I were talking about the relevance of these CDs because we had Legend of Dragon World, we had the BGM collection, we had the 2006 one half special. Why put out just some like EP-esque things? Less、uh, expensive? Yeah. Like the, the very, very the best and well-known songs at a low, low price. Possibly. Gotcha. Julian, what do you think about these? I mean, you own all of the song collection, the,、uh, the four three-disc sets. Yeah. So you've got everything I, too. Yeah, I own all these songs, some of them several times over. Yeah.、Um, so there's no need for me to get this. I think it's mostly like for people who don't have any of these CDs、mm-hmm. as a way of kind of getting the, the, the cream of the crop, I guess you could say, out of all of them、gotcha. for a, a, a reasonable price. Right. So, like I said, these are coming out in September. COCZ 1064 and 1065. Five words. So that is that. Let's talk about some Funimation stuff going on. It looks like we might get some more of those Spanish DVDs that they're putting out. Kind of assumed they just stopped these, you know? We got one and two, and people are like, uh, so these are the Ultimate Uncut Editions with the remastered video and the Spanish audio. This is. Someone's is buying them.、On? Maybe. Apparently. So we got volume three and volume four that are coming out. Looks like volume three is up on Amazon and volume four is up on Amazon. About 12 bucks.、Uh, they're saying September 18th here. Thoughts? Not for me, but okay. I, I concur fully. Moving on. Let's. Okay. All right. So、uh, we also have a possibility of a Dragon Ball GT quote unquote lost episodes box set over on AAA Anime. They're one of those big distributors, aren't they? Every time you go to a convention, you see boxes. With their name all over on it. It looks like、uh, November 13th, there may be a box set of these coming out. These would be episodes, what, 1 through 16, was it? That's correct. Right. And, and as always, it's worth reiterating that these episodes were never really lost. Right. Basically, Funimation, with their keen business sense, Decided that、uh, there wouldn't be a demand for these originally, so they created the demand by withholding them, and suddenly people who didn't care about the episodes wanted them. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> 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 Looks like a suggested retail price is about 60 bucks. This was the only part of GT so far that hasn't had an actual box set release. When these came out, it was that typical box plus one thing that they did, so you had to、oh, fill、yeah. up the box yourself. But,、uh, this actually seems rather late. I know, right? Because、right. now yeah, we're hearing rumblings of remastered versions of GT and the original Dragon Ball, so why?、Oh, they figure they can just put it out, make a yeah, couple、I'm、extra bucks. Yeah, I'm sure they don't, you know, great at doing that. <laughs> Is that the、oh. news for the week? That's actually a lot of news. Yeah, that is quite a bit. Yeah. All right. So,、uh, what do you guys think? Let's、uh, hit up a couple of releases. Yeah, and then we'll do it. Segues off the news a bit. Email slash topics. All right, let's do that shit. 
We're a little bit into the month, so back on August 1st, which was a Wednesday. Mary, I'll give it to you. Yes, sir. We had three volumes of Dragon Ball DVDs in Japan. What do we have? Correctamundo. It looks like we had uh, 13, 14, and 15 come out in Japan. Right. And as I understand it, they've been selling pretty well. Yeah, they have been. Cracking some uh, top lists over there. Japanese fans love their Chibi Goku. Oh, yes. He was 15 at this point, I think. Yeah, but he's still short and stubby, so we can call him Oh, that's true. His son, by that same age, was quite tall. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) You know what? You're right. That's That's really very interesting. Wow. I never even realized that before. I mean, we knew it, but it's just not something you really... (laughs) Think about? Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Anyways, Mary, what episodes are these? So these cover episodes 73 through 90. And in terms of content, these are the Baba episodes and the 22nd Tenkaichi Budokai episodes. Each of the DVDs retail for 39.90 yen each. Or about, I don't know, 37, 38 bucks, 35? Depending on what the exchange rate is. I would say like 37 for around average, probably. Plus shipping and handling. Right. You can find these on the Amazon Japan, the CD Japan, and all that stuff. Yep. Julian, yeah. click the next link. This is something I found over on Amazon Japan. This appears to be Dragon Ball Kapseru Neo Fukatsu. Oh, God, what is the <laughs> own reading of, of the kanji for to threaten? I could read the rest, and then I got up to that point, and I said, uh, I'll save this for Julian. Uh, well, like, threatening power, Majin Buu, Mark. <laughs> there, that, that, that solves the problem. <laughs> so long story short, these came out on August 3rd, and what do these appear to be? They appear to be your typical sort of, I don't they Gashapon type figures. I don't know that they're actually Gashapon, but in similar style, they're the kind of, like, picturing a certain scene kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's one of Mr. Satan washing Majin Buu. There's another one of Oob. There's another one of um, Goten and Trunks sleeping when they should be training, and one of um, <laughs> Goku and Piccolo demonstrating the fusion dance, etc. As I'm looking at this on Amazon Japan, it says there's only four left in stock, so either they didn't have a whole lot, or these are selling like mad. I think these sell really well in Japan, too. That's pretty I neat. assume so. I'm assuming this I mean, is the, the whole set, because it's uh, they're selling it for 3,675 yen. I would assume so. Um, it looks like it's all together. And this is made by Mega House, which has made a number of different figures. I believe they're also responsible Responsible for the awesome portrait of pirates figures that uh, exist for One Piece. Ooh, those are hot. Oh, yeah. Didn't we have the uh, Captain Kudo one and Luffy? Is that what that was? I thought portrait of pirates are like the really sexy, tall Oh, those are the sexy figures. Yeah, those are the big ones. Ah, okay. The ones yeah, that yeah. Monty the have. Company. Yeah, they have all the really nice ones. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't actually buy this from Amazon Japan unless you're in Japan, because another one of those they toys they won't ship outside the country. Well, it's, it's sold by a, a third-party vendor, which is why. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense then. Kind of like over here in Amazon. Uh, maybe Toys R Us will sell some of the video games. I yeah. put it all together now. Well, Julian put it all together. Yeah. Well, I understood <laughs> what Julian said to me. So. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Getting back to, to our releases, we have one more. It appears to be Dragon Ball GT Volume 5, which is, uh, I guess, Volume 5 for the French version of Dragon Ball GT. Yeah, coming out on August 23rd, it looks like. Can we assume that they're releasing it yep. in order? Yes, I'm, Volume I'm hoping so. 4 came out, let's see, Volume 4 came out on April 5th. So yeah, they're uh, charging along not very fast, but uh, they're moving. And it's, uh, let's see, it's PAL Region 2, which is... I don't know. Doesn't France have its own proprietary format, like CCAM or something like that? Yeah, I mean, that was more VHS than DVD, but uh, I, I actually uh, okay. don't know if it, it would apply to DVD as well, because DVD can do whatever frame rate, etc. you want. Oh, uh, well, that's just true. So but, I actually don't know what France does for their DVDs. Do they follow the same PAL as the rest of the... I, if it's PAL, I I mean, guess. it says PAL. It doesn't say CCAM, so... And uh, let's see. I don't know. The French dub of DB, well, Dragon Ball Anything, did some weird things. It's yeah. the one that it's the one that introduced uh, the H word as the name for Mr. Satan because Piccolo was referred to as like Satan Petitco or something like that. So they couldn't use Satan for the correct character. And oh, it's it's the one that referred to Tales as Goku's brother in the third movie of Dragon Ball Z. So it looks like the French dub is responsible for a lot of this um, misinformation. Not, not even misinformation. Just weird things. We can you yeah. know typically we would blame Canada, but we can blame the original Canadians. Frenchies? Wait, well, wouldn't that be my people? Yes, I'm not. God damn it. You don't seem to know your people. I cause everything. Well, you know, the French Canadians aren't that well liked by the French. That's true enough. Feeling is kind (laughs) of mutual. Uh, 
All right. That seems to be the releases for August. We are in August, right? I don't even know anymore. Yes. All right. So we're going to move into what I guess is the topic, which is emails. First email here comes to us from Chris. It's actually a couple weeks old. And, uh, you know, this whole thing has to do with lengthy time between emails and all sorts of stuff. Chris was the winner of our season one box set contest mm-hmm. a whole long time ago. Great. And he was over in Korea, I believe, teaching. And oh, yeah. So you, you and, actually shipped that fairly recently. Yeah, and I lost his address. I had to get it <laughs> because I'm retarded. Anyways, Chris wrote in to say, Dear Mike, Julian, and Mary, and a de facto hello to whoever may be there with them. And that would be the kitties locked up in the bedroom. I received to my prize in the mail yesterday and wanted to just say a big thank you. The extra special discs you included were incredible. So thank you, Daisen Shui X, for making us laugh again and again and again. Chris Fagnan, professional statistical insignificance. And for the joke Ouch. reference there, go back and listen to I have no idea what episode that was when we chose the winner of that contest. Mary, I don't even remember what I put in there with the prizes. You know what I was just about to ask you? I have to imagine it was our standard stuff, which you usually consists of a DVD of music videos made by us, uh-huh. and this is Otakadam, quite thi- possibly. I think I put in This is Otakadam, our AMV DVD from 2005, and the promo DVD we did for cons this summer. Okay, because I guess you would have been done by then. Yeah. So there you go. When you uh, get the hookups from the mic, you get the cool shiz. You get, you get stuff. Don't I owe Julian, like, our promo disc? <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, f- I forgot to take one when I was at the con. Okay, Maybe you could just aim him the ISO, and then he could burn like a DVD or That's something. True uh, that, that, that would take like a few days, days to go over aim. <laughs> My upstream uh, sucks, I know. So, uh, Chris, there you go. And that's basically for everyone else's benefit to hear that we give out cool stuff and we'll probably do some more contests in the near future. I'm going to come up with some new games. I think that'll be cool. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let us go to the next email. Mary, why don't you read this one from Super Sonic? All righty, from over on the forums. Hey, that's what he says. <laughs> or she. I, I'm sorry. I'm going to assume it's a he. I believe so. Hi, this is Supersonic from the forums. Love the podcast. If you guys don't mind my asking, what DB, DBZ voice actors have you guys met, be it Ocean Funimation or original Japanese? Julian, you met someone recently, so I think we're going to let you go first here. Oh, yes. So my college's anime club actually went to Anime Boston in, oh, God, when was it now? It was a couple back in months April, back. I guess. It was, yeah, mid-April. Uh, and so while I was there, I was in the dealer's room, and actually first I met up with Maggie, number 18, who's been been on the podcast before because she was there and then the two of us wandered over to the Funimation booth and who was there but Mike McFarland aka the voice of both Yajirobe and Muten Roshi for the Funimation dub of DBZ and Dragon Ball yeah so I got my picture taken with him so I do have photographic evidence which we can (laughs) probably throw up along with the podcast yeah uh, other than that, I've seen Mick, uh, Vic Mignogna uh, right. from. <laughs> I think everyone scene. has seen Vic before, um, but I think that's it. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, Mary, I will take it over to you and I, and I believe if one of us has seen someone, the other has. Pretty much, is you only went to like one convention or so before we met, and then we went to everything together. Obviously, right? From there so, on out. yeah. The f- First one was probably Eric Johnson. Oh, I mean Eric Vale. Mm-hmm. What year was that? That was 2001. Was it really that long ago? Yeah. I mean, you or were you still- know what? It might have even been 2000. You're still somewhat heavily into your site running yes, at the yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. And Trunks was a big deal, obviously. So that's why I think it might time. have been 2001. Right. And I think you even have a section of it on yeah, your I site. Yeah, I do. It was a special feature on my site because I have, like, cool. video clips and photos and whatnot. And we also met Sunny Straight that day. Well, the whole deal there was we, we didn't just meet him. We actually hung out. Like, we went out to dinner and hung out oh, for the yeah. evening and cool yeah. shit like that. Sunny was I there. I remember that now. He was more distracted and talking with the, the score, the fleet, whoever the card people uh-huh. were at that time. Mm-hmm. It was did just you, like, did you guys hey, meet, um Did you guys meet Chris Rager then too, or is that somebody else? No, I don't think so. Well, maybe, I don't know who's who. Who is he, Mr. Satan? Satan? Yeah. yeah. I don't think we met him. Oh, okay. So that was Eric Johnson. Right. The that next was like, one. I guess that's the one we can actually say we've met and actually got to socialize with. Right. But not we, just, also, we also talked, well, you talked to Chris uh, Sabat. Well, I'm not there yet. Oh, okay. The next one I'm up to is, and you're probably not even thinking along these lines. It was a panel we went to. Was it Sean Schemmel? No. Shit. Oh, I... Midori, he... Dori... How dare you mess up his name? Get out! You are no longer 
you're my girlfriend. Like, yeah, I was thinking that too. So, yeah. <laughs> Hikaru Midorikawa. He was at Otakon. What hell year I was don't know. that? Maybe it's like 2002 or something. I'm just pulling numbers out of my that. ass. Basically, he was 16 in Paikyohan and DBZ, which, no, not a big deal. Uh, some of his bigger roles were Hero Ewing, Gundam Wing, Tamahome, Fushigi. I think at that point he was doing maybe Dead or Alive or some other fighting game, but uh, that was his big role and everyone was freaking out about that. I also knew him as... Mikigami. Uh, thank you. I can remember. Oh, you're not my boyfriend anymore. <laughs> Mikigami from Flame of Rekka. So we didn't really meet him, but we were in the same room as and a Japanese voice sweet. actor. So that was awesome. We did meet Sean Shemmel before. Uh, I think there was the one Katsukon we went to. Right. He did the panel at, and I remember we briefly spoke there. And he went to Anime Next for another year or two, but we yeah. never actually spoke with him those times or anything. Uh, any other in-persons? I guess Chris Sabat, Sabat, Sabat. One day we'll get it right. I I don't know. but uh, I think I've heard him say it as Sabat in some interview. Yeah, and I, I've heard yeah. other people say it differently. I have no idea. They were saying it the way I say it at the Otakon One Piece panel, but I, he probably knows I'll his I'll go by whatever better. he says. Right. We have a, a weird long history going back, which I don't even fully remember anymore. It started in an email that said something like, I'm not afraid of you, Fujito EX. That was an interesting time. Email-only communications. My biggest one, which made my heart a flutter, was Ian Corlett, who way back in the day wrote me to thank me for uh, all the nice things I said about him on the site, which was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Have we met anyone else? Um. Oh, 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 I forgot the other one. We were going to see Mayumi Tanaka. Do you remember that? No, it I don't. It was um, Big Apple Anime Fest slash Anime Expo New York I that one year. I don't remember this. She was going to be a guest of honor. She couldn't make it, and she had to send a video hello instead. Oh, man. It was man. very sad. I'm sad I, just thinking about it. <laughs> a lot of people are probably expecting, oh, you know, I saw this dub voice actor, this dub voice actor. I'm. You all know I'm not into the dub. I don't actively seek out, you know, like autographs and conversations with the dub voice actors, because honestly, most of them did Busaga stuff that come to the cons. I didn't watch that dub. I don't know who they are. And I, it just doesn't really concern me that much. So, I, But they're always there, and they're always just you know nice to all the fans and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I still remember fondly going to hang out with Eric Johnson. That was cool The fact that he invited us made me, like, shit my pants. <laughs> oh, man, that was a whole story when he called your house thinking I lived there. I think we told, you know... We told I'll, that story I'll on the podcast. Any, I'll recap it anyways. It's, it's real fast. We're we're calling him to set up like how we were going to hang out was we were driving down to Philly. He was doing like a mall card signing thing down there. So we were just trying to coordinate you know, when to meet up, what we were going to do and stuff. So Mary called his cell phone from, I was obviously living with my parents at the time, still in college, from my parents' phone. We didn't get a hold of him. Did you leave a message? I don't even remember. Probably uh, did. Maybe. I don't know. And then like the next day or something, uh, I guess he just went through his recent calls and returned the phone call. But So he called my mom and he was like, hi, is Mary there? And my mom's like, um, that's my son's girlfriend. She doesn't live here. And I guess they talked for a bit. And my mom had no idea who it was. And I'm like, oh, you talked to dub trunks. You talked to trunks. It was great. Uh, I, I guess it's not that funny, but it's kind of funny thinking of my mom talking to trunks. Yeah. So <laughs> that is that. Let's move on to the next email. Julian, you haven't read one yet. Why don't you take this one from Jack? Okay. Jack writes to us from New York, apparently. He says, hello, DizeyX. I'm a longtime listener, first time writer to the podcast. I actually have a question most people wondered, uh, but never thought about too much. Throughout most of Dragon Ball before it switched over to Z, there were a lot of animal characters and civilians. But as the show progressed into the Z arc, the animal characters disappeared. If I remember correctly, the last animal, the show, uh, the uh, character that was seen in this series was the King of Earth after Gohan beat Cell. I think this was in the manga too, but I'm not sure I remember. It was. Uh, Anyways, by the time it reached Dragon Ball Z, you never see animal characters anymore. Uh, Would this be paralleling Tariyama's switch from comedy to action since having the anime uh, animal characters is more of a comedic thing. What are Mike and Julian's thoughts on this? <laughs> Mary, Apparently I can't have an opinion. You have no thoughts on this. I'm sitting this one out. I'm actually more amused by Julian saying animal characters. Than I, 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 I first had a slip and I said anime. It looks so like I, anime. I know. Uh, I think you answered your own question there, Jack. Uh, I thought there were no, animals. No, Mary, you don't have an opinion on this one. But there are you animals. You have to sit and not talk. There are animals. 
<laughs> Julian, I'll let you take this a little bit because uh, you're the manga scholar. <laughs> Mary, you don't have to actually sit back. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> what do you think? Well, I think the other thing, too, is that as the series progresses, you have fewer and fewer sort of civilian crowd shots to begin with, so you don't see as many. Right. But we you're have right. that um, let's fly off to a place where there's no one around because Goku's like that. But you're right. As the series progresses, you see fewer and fewer animal characters other than the ones that are already established. And I think this may have something to do with the way that the story was shaping up in terms of it being more serious and therefore anthropomorphic animal characters might have become scarcer for that reason. But let's also keep in mind that as Toriyama we're dealing with here, he may have (laughs) just simply forgot. (laughs) It's like our de facto answer for everything. Either it's filler or Toriyama forgot. It answers so much. It's so convenient. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe were there just less instances to appropriately include these characters? I mean, a lot of them were even at the Tenkaichi Budokai. You know, we had uh, Man Wolf and we had, you know, the characters out in the crowd, all those people coming to the events. Well, I mean, I guess politically speaking, if you want to go into the politics of the Dragon Ball world, you which could we've say done that, before briefly, you could say that the government of the world government, even though the king was a dog, uh, was finding the need to blame these disasters on a convenient scapegoat. So anthropomorphic animals were sort of thrown I in don't jail. Know. I don't like where this is going. But they were <laughs> dog know. policemen at the beginning of but, Dragon Ball Z. Doesn't Yajirobe talk to them? Well, I don't know. I mean, we don't know that much about the politics of the Dragon Ball world, and maybe that's irrelevant. <laughs> but let's not. maybe that's not a, an avenue to search for an explanation. Yeah, let's Especially not. since it means that it makes it the earth that the people are fighting for very repressive and uh, not very fun to be in. Not very worth <laughs> saving at that point, so I guess we'll move on. I'm going to read the next one here. This comes to us from Goku Son. He put the name in the American order. That's that's pretty cool. He says, or maybe it's a he, I don't know. First off, I wanted to start... Wait, yeah, he says off twice. First off, I want to start off by saying that I've been a long-time listener of your podcast. You know, it amazes me that at this point you can be a long-time listener. It's been that long. Anyways, and have followed the site since its early days of conception. I used to run a lesser site and looked up to you guys for the do's and don'ts of web design. But back to the topic at hand. There are no lesser sites. There's only not Daizen Shui-X. Anyways, I just visited Japan for two weeks, and in my exploration, I came across two Dragon Ball books, which look very much like they are a new breed of Daizenshu. I'm not sure if you have already discussed the books that I came across and purchased, but they go by the names Dragon Ball Landmark and Dragon Ball Tenkaichi Densets. Anyway, if you guys did already discuss this on your Daizenshu podcast, I apologize for asking again, but if this wasn't mentioned previously, do you guys know anything? about these books since I'm not exactly proficient in Japanese. If you need scans of the covers, I can try to provide them. Well, Goku-son, yes, I looked this up back on episode 41, which is, you know, I split the podcast in half, go a little earlier, that's about where it was. We covered all of the reference guides for the series. Julian, we had Dragon Ball Landmark, we had Tenkaichi Densets, we had, what else did we have? We had Son Goku Densetsu, we had Dragon Ball Forever. Right, uh, we now... Had, we had the GT guides. That's true. These four books, because those were kind of, I don't want to say the modern day ones, but you know, they were after the series completed, after the perfect files, after GT was over. What were these four books just in the nutshell? Uh, these four books were uh, Dragon Ball reference guides coinciding with the re-release of, number one, the manga for Dragon Ball Landmark in uh, Forever, and uh, also for the anime of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z in the case of uh, Tenkaichi Densetsu and Son Goku Densetsu. So basically, uh, what you have are kind of condensed sort of Daizenshu type things. Some of them that have new information, though, like Son Goku Densetsu has uh, new production sketches, which is how we found out that uh, Bardock and crew were originally designed by Katsuyoshi Nakatsuru, not originally creations of Akira Toriyama. And uh, generally, they have interesting stuff in addition to what's already been said in the Daizenshu. For example, uh, Dragon Ball Landmark and Forever have some new information from Akira Toriyama, uh, just sort of chatting about his life and times in Dragon Ball, and some uh, interviews with, uh, well, no, the uh, anime guides have some interviews with voice actors, and um, also Dragon Ball Landmark at least has like the first seven, eight, well, maybe up to ten, I forget, but the, the first few um, illustrations by other uh, artists of Dragon Ball that were included with the re-release of the manga, they never finished that, which really annoyed me about Shueisha. that pissed me off too. Um, but, 
at least, you know, most of the most prominent artists were already included. And you know what? Here's where I plug the site. We have covers for the four books on the site, and we have all of those missing Dragon Ball children, as they say, uh, scans over on the site. So go check out the image gallery, and you can see all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, see how smooth that was? That was awesome. I'm a cool guy. Well, uh, I guess yeah, I'm yeah. going to turn the email over to Mary here. You're going to read this one that comes to us from Moses himself wow. yet again. We've got some uh, famous people running in here. Moses has written to us twice. I feel Moses, like Moses, the Moses, most Moses, holy Moses. Dragon Ball fan on the planet. I've heard many anime fans say that married. Naruto is better than DBZ. Do you agree with this? <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to follow that act. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I've heard many anime fans say that Naruto is better than DBZ. Do you agree with this? I personally think that Naruto is basically a new age DBZ. It kind of frustrates me when fans say that DBZ is crappy when, in my opinion, Naruto is basically the same thing with a facelift. I'm not saying DBZ is a bad anime. In fact, I think DBZ is better than Naruto. It's probably because I grew up with it. I watched it on Toonami when I was little, around the age of 12 in 2001. Anyways, what's your opinion? My opinion is that I'm old. <laughs> when I, in 2001, I was 18. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I can't do math. In 2001, I was 20. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is probably the one with the most um, conversational substance of the emails here. This is actually going to be the last email for the episode. I'm going to put out a couple thoughts, and I want Mary and Julian, you guys, uh, just jump off of these thoughts as I get them out there. Something I've said time and time again, the thing that really impressed me about Toriyama was that in writing Dragon Ball, his talent is that he never intended Dragon Ball to become what it became. He started off writing just a stupid slapstick Journey to the West ripoff, went into a little bit of tournament stuff, it ended up being this giant sci-fi epic battle, struggles, a little bit of politics in there, not a whole lot, but you know, just across space and the whole earth and everything in there is just amazing. He's used to writing poop jokes, and he managed to pull, dare I say, pull this out of his ass, you know? <laughs> and that's what I really think the talent was with the series. And he pulled it off well. That gets a little debatable into the Boo arc, where it kind of regresses to its childhood days of a little bit of slapstick humor. And we have Goten we have Majin Buu in there. But it's still Dragon Ball at that point. It's phenomenal. And I think that's really where his talent lies, that he was able to do that. I think it's pretty obvious that from the from the get-go, Kishimoto meant Naruto to be what Naruto is. Now, granted, I am not caught up in the series. Mary, you and I, when we were watching the TV series, we made it... I don't know. Do we? The dub is up to what I'm about to say. Right. So, so I don't consider think this a minor spoiler if you're not caught up with the dub. Right. So if you're not caught up with the dub, pull the headphones out of your ears for, let's say, five seconds. We get up to the point where Tsunade comes back and becomes the new Hokage. Right. All right. So that's what we didn't even get to what I call, I think I got it more from Caster than myself, but I probably would have said the same thing, the Majin Sasuke versus Naruto fight. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't get quite up to there. So I'm actually that far behind. Never mind what the manga's up to with the Akatsuki. I don't even know who that is or what's going on there. I just know that Naruto name. Z. <laughs> exactly. But from what I can see of everything, Naruto is still what it set out to be when it began. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an action show. It's not a, I don't know how to describe it, a hard action show, a serious action show. It's got its comedy, but all the shonen stuff has its bit of comedy yeah. in there. Although, and I don't think I don't it's know. trying to, go ahead. I do feel like it has less comedy than it used to and that it's not very evenly balanced. But I mean, I don't know, maybe that's me. Are are you reading it at all? I mean, are you keeping up with uh, a um, little bit? I'm not. I'm not entirely caught up with it. I've kind of skipped big chunks, but I get an idea of what's going on. I mean, you uh, keep up with One Piece every. Well, you keep up with One Piece completely, so I'm sure you yeah. see a little bit here and there of Naruto. Yeah, right. And if I keep going, I'm basically going to get into a discussion about One Piece again because that's my personal. <laughs> right. So we'll if, stop but, there. Okay. <laughs> um. I totally agree with, I, I maybe more so One Piece than Naruto, but Naruto maybe in surface, I don't know what the phrase I want to use is, just in surface level, looking at just immediately, what do you see? I, I would say superficial, but that's got a negative connotation to it, and that's not the route I want to take. But when you look at Naruto, you see DBZ in it. Mm-hmm. You see the techniques, and you see the fights, and, and the training. tournaments, and training montages, and all that stuff. And growing up. Right. I think One Piece maybe exemplifies the the spirit of Dragon Ball, the friendship and the camaraderie and all that stuff a little more than Naruto does, even though that's in there too. You get, you get the teamwork and the lifelong friendships and all that as well. But um, 
All right, so there, I've said a little bit. Mary, you take it from here. What do you think? I don't even know. Take it. Well, I certainly agree that, you know, at, at a basic level, Naruto is a new age DBZ. There's no getting around that, mm-hmm. especially at how popular it is in the U.S. already. Um, but do I think it's better? Um, if I thought it was better, I'd be watching it right now. True. Which I'm clearly not, so... <laughs> That's my opinion. Although, I will say, is that more just because of the HUR and the time restrictions we have? It's a lot of things. It's um, it's going to sound awful. I was watching it, mm-hmm. and then it got really popular. And I hate to be that person who hates things when they get popular, because I make fun of people when they act that way, because that's what happened with DBZ. Right. DBZ became popular, and people I started smacking about it. I had a year's break because of what happened. Right. So, I kind of feel the way about Naruto right now, which makes me feel really, really shitty. Like, I, I wish I didn't feel that way. I want to give it a chance, but it's like it's too big right now maybe when things calm down i'll give it a chance do you still have a little bit of love for some of the characters i like some of the characters i i don't love them you love the one piece characters though i do absolutely (laughs) so all right julian you give us a little bit of a spiel here what do you think well i definitely think that naruto bears a lot of similarities in terms of the ideas of the way that the character dynamics are in some respects I mean, it's not exactly the same because, for example, in uh, Dragon Ball, Goku works his way through the series, often, you know, kind of turning others to his side, except in, when you get into DBZ, especially Frieza and Cell and those guys that just have to be destroyed outright. Right. Um, but the the way that there's a, a gigantic cast of characters, all of whom come in in weird and complex ways, is reminiscent of DBZ, even if it became the Saiyajin show later on. Um, and I, I, I don't know, I think, really, I mean, Kishimoto has admitted that Dragon Ball is a major inspiration for his kind of show. And I think really you can see that best in the the heroes themselves. The, the fact that Naruto is not that smart, very hungry, very strong, um, all that kind of stuff. Is that just a Japanese cliche for heroes, it's, though? It's the archetypical shonen hero, and it that's that's it boiled down to its base. And the thing that Dragon Ball, One Piece, Naruto and a lot of other ones have in common is that that kind of character. There are other series that um, have a different kind of hero and that they're not always that friendly and they're outwardly kind of toughs and not, not as nice like uh, Yusuke from Yu Yu Hakusho or Ichigo from Bleach, but in the end they, they come to stand for the same kind of ideals. Right. Um, so that, that, that has to do with the shonen anime and manga as well but i think really the they uh it does owe a lot to dragon ball in the end i just briefly want to mention bleach because that's the other you know big shonen going on right now mary you and i don't read it and we've seen bits and pieces not even not even julian have you have any familiarity with bleach at all um i know of it I've got a vague idea of what things are and i just learned today that the cat is actually female I actually uh, saw a part of that episode. I guess I have seen bits and pizzas. Uh, I did see that scene. I think that was it. I know the main character's name is Ichigo, and I'd like to play as him in Jump Ultimate Stars. <laughs> That's what enough. I know. So I don't know. We see lots of comparisons with Naruto and One Piece to Dragon Ball, but I feel like Bleach is a little bit ignored. So you think some of that is just the hero himself is a little bit off the beaten path from what we know is Goku and um, Luffy and Naruto? I think so. Uh, but overall, in terms of the fights, people tell us that, oh yeah, Bleach is a lot more similar to DBZ. Hmm. Well, in terms of the fights, perhaps, although I think it resists the comparisons because the main character is different that he has a dark side that, uh, side that he has to contend with and that kind of thing you know every time i see it i see kenshin in it mm. the way some of the attacks go and that's a possibility uh julian do you think naruto is better than dragon ball um i don't think it's better i think that perhaps the author has a better vision of where it's supposed to go even if he drags it out with no dialogue in an entire chapter it seems sometimes but hey death note did that yeah but that was a, a one time only thing <laughs> I actually but haven't there, read that. I just saw it. Uh, the annoys me about Naruto is that there seems to be chapters with very sparse dialogue and almost scenes where it doesn't seem like anything is happening. And that's well and good for an anime where they're putting in filler for the sake of stretching out an episode. But when you put that in the manga, it means you're going to need to stretch it out even more when it gets to the TV screen. Gotcha. I, I, I think he might do it for atmosphere, but it's a little unnecessary the way he can drag it out sometimes. That said, he does have a flair for creating some really striking action scenes when they happen. Um, and I, I think that too is the main contrast with Eiichiro Oda, the, the author of One Piece, where he throws things up 
that so that there's pretty much something happening in every scene. So that when there is a dramatic kind of stop to the action, it is striking for the fact that you have this image that's not moving. And then he does some really awesome two-page spreads too. But ah, <laughs> uh, you fanboy. That's all right. We're all fanboys yeah. and fangirls yeah. and stuff. I guess I'll answer the question. Do I think it's better, Mary? Like you said, if it was, I'd be heavily into it and be doing a good Naruto podcast at the moment instead. So I don't know. I still do have a little bit of love for some of the characters. I remember really getting attached to a couple of them and I do miss them a bit but it's obviously not enough for me to get heavily back into the show I hope to revisit it again someday and I enjoy my shonen that's interesting the older I get the more I still want to enjoy them strange I don't know I guess that's a topic in and of itself but that's gonna be it that's it for emails if you would like to send us emails we always try to hit up at least one or two a week on the show uh, in addition to the topic Julian when you have emails I usually just you know text or call me or something but if you're gonna send an email to the show where would it go if you're going to send an email to the show it goes to uh what podcast at dizex.com that's right um p-o-d-c-a-s-t at d-i-z-e-x.com damn straight so i guess that's gonna wrap up the episode hopefully next week we will hit up volume seven of the manga and uh julian i guess have you read it yet have i read it yet i've I mean, you've read it before, but as a recap. Um, I'll review it this week. Gotcha. So I'm fresh in it. Good shiz. Mary, you and I have read it. And... Uh-huh, for the first time. Oh, you haven't... Re- this is probably where you're starting up not reading before? The last volume and this volume is all new to me. Okay, you hadn't read six. Mm-hmm. Awesome oh. stuff with General Blue. Yes. yes. Cool stuff. All right, so that's going to be next week's episode, and we'll see what kind of a full house we have next week. Hopefully we'll have uh, people over, and we love people. Uh, what else is going on? Upcoming episodes? We've got some cool stuff coming. Yeah, we got some stuff we'd like to do we're, with some people, with uh, you know, some topics. Yeah, definitely. We're cooling down on the AMV season. I mean, we have a couple things we want to work on, but we're not under any strict deadlines at the moment. So we can put some full attention back over to the show and do some cool topics. So I guess let's say our goodbyes to everyone. Let's get rid of Mary over here. Okay, I can set the animals free. Yeah, and you can probably go play Hexic for a bit while I... Yay! <laughs> oh, God, I'm addicted. <laughs> Mary! Yes. People can find your site, which is up for legacy purposes, mostly. <laughs> and I do need to update. What's what? I got some content. I still got the rest of the 2007 Trunks calendar. And before I know it, it'll be 2008. True enough. Whether or not there'll be a Trunks calendar remains to be seen. In any event, the site's 10 below Trunks. And you can find it at www.templeotrunks.com. Cool shiz. Julian the man, the myth, the legend is back with us. Julian, yes. you and I can be found in Dyes and Shoey X. It's a website. Where do you go? You go to DyesyX.com. That's www.daizex.com. Word to Julian's nice, kind, lovely mother. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for the episode. So, for Mary over here, and for Julian off yonder, that leaves me, the Mike Libri Vegito EX, and I've been thinking about you. Daisenshu EX Podcast. Parents' phone. We didn't get a hold of him. Did you leave a message? I don't even remember. Probably did. Maybe. I don't know. And then, like, the next day or something... Uh, I guess he just went through his recent calls and returned the phone call, but we were back at school. Speak of the devil. How interesting is that? It's, it, it's a phone. Maybe Stop. maybe it's Trunks calling us back finally. Stop making my phone ring, Mike. <laughs> Anyways.